Good. And he tells you, I'm looking on date one. Yes. I'm looking for a wife and someone who wants to be a mother to three children. To three children that are already in existence. No, I want to have three kids. See, now you're, you're talking to the wrong person. You're so talking to you're like, I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds great. Sign me up. So you're talking to the wrong person. I'm the person that person was looking for. That's perfect. You ask you that question. Disgusting. But for me, I'm like, I, where have you been my whole life? But at the same time, that's, per that's disgusting to me right now because I don't know you. But we've been together two years. I'm in love with you. I care about you. I want to be your wife. Because I know the type of man How many you years? are. Two, three, four years. Oh, my goodness. You. Are, so they can't get married real quick. You're not into that either? Nah, I, I'm not saying people can't do that. <laughs> I don't feel like I know enough about you to get married to you within a year. So this is very much Miss, this is very much Miss April centered. Yes. So it's not necessarily what you would say if somebody brought that to you no okay if you feel good about it and you feel comfortable for me though i feel like there's so much that you learn about a person over the course of the first year sure. two years sure because again i'm a big advocate of we need to live together before we get married oh boy well, that's the whole time that. and i why are we perfect for each other because I don't think you have to. I need to live with you before we get married. Because. Did you live with the, the, but I don't think that. Tell me why. Tell me why. I need to live with you before we get married. Because certain things. There's certain quirks or things that you see when you live with someone. Mm -hmm. And if you can't tolerate them. And you, it's like things that we can't get past. We probably aren't going to be together. You Sometimes you have to get past some quirks. Okay. That, Case in point. Okay. So my husband and I have been married. I think it's like five, 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 six, years? seven years. I don't recall. Together I saw the wedding pictures. So We've been yeah. together forever. And uniquely, we were together for a very long time. And my husband was in the military, so we didn't live together for such a long yes. time. Yes, yeah, long and distance. And then when we had to go back to living together, it was just like a shock. Of Why? Like, Why? <sighs> what made it a shock? So certain things and characteristics and things that he does were hard for me to get past, okay? My husband wakes up to go to the gym every morning at four, okay? And he, it's not like he has a natural biological clock that's waking him up. His alarm is going off every morning at 4 a.m. Mm. That was hard to get past, right? I mean, but there's ways to work around and, that. But we did, we yeah. did. And then the fact that I have hampers in all these different places and you still put your clothes on the floor next to the hamper. Okay, that sounds like a, that probably was the behavior that he did when he was. It was, himself. it was. And had I known that beforehand and been able to see how it was, I don't know. Because that's just the tip of the iceberg. He's a messy guy. He's just an extremely and messy you're a tidy, And you're guy. a tidy human. I am a very tidy human. You're a tidy person. I yes. am a very tidy person. And it causes so much tension because now I feel like I'm a maid cleaning up after you. And then that creates resentment and things like that. Had we known that, because now we in it and we gonna figure it out, Abby. But had I known that and had it created like such discord that it could possibly create, I don't know if we would have been able to push through or it would have put us in a position where we had to have real conversations and conflict resolution. And not every relationship, not every person in a relationship handles conflict in the same way. Absolutely. And that's a good thing. It is. And... Not every couple can get through every fight.
Sometimes you have a huge blow up, even if it's about something small, but that's how that person deals with conflict. Y'all say some things and y'all reveal y'all true selves. And sometimes you don't want to go back. Sometimes it's fuck it. I'm glad we had this moment. Okay. And I feel like a lot of those moments happen when you live together. I agree. I like that. I like that you phrased it like that. I think that's the issue. You have to realize that you're not going to move in with somebody and everything's going to go roses Absolutely. and apples. It's going to be challenges. And I think that conflict actually gives you skills to be able to handle other things within the relationship. The hamper problem is such a minor issue. It is. It's a minor but one. by having that conversation, you're actually building your skills so that you can have bigger, more challenging conversations that are inevitably going to happen to you and your partner. Yeah. I'm still an advocate. I'm not marrying nobody I ain't lived with. I'm just, and now I'm not saying we, I don't need to live with you as your girlfriend, but if you're proposing to me and you want to get engaged, okay, I feel like there's a need, because again, we don't need to get engaged and to get married three months from then. I feel like we get engaged, let's move in together oh while gosh. we plan this wedding. And that might take six months to a year. And during that six months or whatever, we either recognize that, hey, we can really do because we've mm -hmm. gotten into the fights. We've had the conflicts. You done left your clothes on the floor. I've seen you at your worst in the morning. I've mm -hmm. seen you sick because people are different people when they're sick people. But remember, <laughs> sick, sickness is often temporary. It is, but it brings out the worst in people. Okay, and, and My can, husband is a horrible person when he's sick. But that's okay. But you've learned how to navigate that part of the relationship. Yes, but... I didn't know that until I lived with that man. Because obviously you've been sick during times when we've been together. Mm -hmm. But you've been able to keep your happy face on. You've still been romantic. You've still been kind and courteous. And then we live together and I know you're an ogre. Okay. I didn't know that. So I, the reason I am okay with moving in with somebody that you plan to marry, especially if you are in love mm -hmm. and you have good communication with this person, is because... You have good communication with this person. You said you plan to marry. So like that. No, engaged. I if you, we said You said you wouldn't move in with somebody that you were going to marry. I, I, I want us to be engaged. If we're engaged, okay, let's move in together. See, but I don't even think you need to do any of that. I think you can get married and move in. If you are somebody who has the skills to navigate communication, to navigate sometimes not getting your way, to navigate the ups and downs that are going to happen and it's all built on the fact that you love this person i think and that it, most people think they have the skills and depending upon how your previous relationships have gone if you're basing it on those you might think you have the skills you don't know what type of skills you need for that person until you've been with that person i agree because you need a different set of skills for each person see but that's the thing people need to have a wide i think people don't know how limited their skill sets are and i think that's part of being in a relationship is knowing how you are going to explore a relationship, knowing what kind of things you're going to struggle with. And so that's why I think you have to know yourself. You have to have some years put in with how you respond to situations. And I think there's a lot of work that you have to do on yourself mm -hmm. before you even get into a relationship. Do you feel like most people are doing that? Now? No, I don't. And that's the problem. Yeah. So what you're saying is true, but that's not true for everybody. Yeah. I honestly, if I like the person, I probably could live with anybody. I could live with anybody because I, I think I got the skills. I cannot. I can't. And maybe I don't have the skills, but I cannot live with anyone. But I can tolerate. I have a high tolerance for like shenanigans. Mm -mm. <laughs> 
I can't live with anyone. I I, now, I can have a civil conversation about things, but I know in my heart of hearts, I'm going to be bothered about certain shit. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I think you can navigate. I think you can get through some stuff with good communication. I love my husband. Don't get me wrong. I love that man. Okay. I love him enough that if he's sitting in the bathroom taking a shit, I can brush my teeth and smell his shit. Okay. Uh, I love him that much. Uh, I love him that much. I don't I know. No. But see, I love him that much that but I can You do couldn't that. brush your teeth in the kitchen? I could, but I don't. But that's, see that, I, that for me, I would not want to. So you feel like there's certain boundaries that you, certain things that still need to be separate when you're married? Or in a relationship? Absolutely. Oh, see, yeah, no, we don't have those boundaries. But I don't want to, but I just, I don't like, I don't like fecal, fecal smells. Well, okay, but so you're saying like, close the door if you're in the bathroom. No, live your life. I don't need to, I don't need to brush my teeth in there. But if I'm, okay, so if I'm in there brushing my teeth and he comes in and he has to use the bathroom, I need to walk out? He needs to get out of, excuse me, this is a bathroom only zone. Nah, I don't get that. We just don't get down that way. But that's everybody. That's what I'm saying. Like I love that man so much, but inevitably there are just things about him that just get under my skin, and yeah. it can create like World War Three, like regularly. Okay. And it's just a matter of us. But that's the thing. That's part transitioning of and living, and we've lived together for I don't know how many years, and it's there's still things that I discover about that person, which is why I think it's just so important to just. Take your time because you're always going to be discovering things about somebody and you just don't know if you're going to be able to rock with that person forever until you really discover what it is. Yeah, see, I, and I think that if the backbone of the relationship is built on love and understanding that people are going to change, people are going to evolve or regress at different times in the relationship, that's part of this. So I think that makes it easier to digest that. But it's not easier to smell your shit. I'm not doing I See, I'm not going to do that, though. I'm going to be like, oh, you, oh, you're, I'm brushing my teeth. Oh, you want to be in here right now? Cool. Give me one minute. It's one, you, you, it's one minute. <laughs> and if they're, like, insistent on, take, on taking their bathroom break, then I would be able to say, great, I'm going to go in the kitchen and brush my teeth. Okay. Or what's the other option? I'm gonna just brush my teeth and you're gonna do whatever it is that you <laughs> But that one's so specific because it's about smells. Like that's if it was something else, I probably wouldn't care. I'm just I but just that's learned like, that's like, like boundaries have gone out the window in marriage. Like, but that's oh I'm that's, showering, you're in the bathroom because you, you But then you have to in. set boundaries. That now we're talking something else. Like those boundaries have just gone out the window. I'm you can re- you can, you can open the window in. and get the boundaries back in. You have to have boundaries yeah. within the relationship. No, like we're sitting on the couch, we're watching snowfall, and you just you have gas and you just don't get up or walk out. That I'm bothered by that, but he's just I'm not walking out. Okay, so that's a breach of your boundaries. Yeah, but it's not gonna change. It, it isn't. But what do you do? You accept it. So at this point, you've made that the boundary. You're allowed to fart in front of me. Maybe you can't poop your pants in front of me. That's Maybe that's the line. I don't want to be with anyone pooping their pants at all. But I don't want to be with somebody that farts in front of me. I'm, I'm a very anti, I'm an anti-fart kind of gal. But I'm trying to, <laughs> but I'm working through that. No, I'm working through that. I'm working through that. I'm not a big, I'm not big on smells. Oh, just mostly poop. Other smells, but I mean, there aren't any other like I, bodily. I have found that there are so many smells that can come out of a human now that I'm married. Just like the smell you have when you come from the gym. 
Okay, like a musky, a musky odor. Mus, saute onions and garlic. So that's so he was cooking. It's maybe cooking it up at the gym. And then here's the thing. It's like a balance because it's just, oh, you smell horrible. I know that, though, because when you come home from the gym, you come upstairs every morning and wake me up. Okay. I want to make sure you're alive. You kiss me good morning. You all in my personal and I smell it, but you're doing a nice thing. So I'm smelling what I'm smelling. Okay. Your shoes stink. Okay. Regularly. So what do you do? Put them little odor eater balls in all your shoes. There you go. So there's anecdotes and remedies for things. And there's also setting boundaries. If you really don't like to be kissed in the morning, which it sounds like you do like it. I like your, I like what's motivating. The attentiveness. Yeah, I like that you want to go ahead and do it. Do I wish that you could do it at a later hour and let me sleep? But that's a me thing. I'm not a morning person. So even though it's a beautiful thing, I'm still Oscar the Grouch when you wake me up. Okay. It is what it is. <laughs> But he's Oscar the Grouch at night when he wants to go to sleep because he likes to go to sleep and I'm a night owl. See? So we're like literally complete opposites. Yeah. So I think that's, it sounds like you found a way to make that work though. The truth of the matter is, because we've been together so long, if he and I were both single people today, do I feel like we would have matched and ended up with each other? Probably not. But because we met when we were 17 and 18, and the world is your oyster at that point, and you don't really know anything about life or what you're looking for. We're here, and we now love each other so much. We're willing to go ahead and work through this awkwardness. Exactly. Stuff. But it's a lot of stuff. And that's, I think, that's where that unconditional love comes in. And how does this connect with setting limits in relationships? Because that's where we're at. Like the idea that sometimes this. Is I think about limits have levels. Tell me about that. Because again, like you obviously have a no gas, no fecal matter limit. And it's not off limits. It's, somebody has to pass gas, they have to pass gas. But I'm just not like flatulating. We're not like two. I'm just not. But if he, y'all in bed watching TV, you want him to get up? No, no, that's not real realistic at all. That's not realistic at all. But if y'all sitting on the couch watching TV. Not realistic at all. Right. So right. But okay, so my, my, my ask, can you not put the blanket over? Can you not give me a Dutch oven? <laughs> just don't Dutch oven me. Maybe don't fart in my face. Don't. Well, those are just common courtesies. I don't but, think you're, those are going to happen. But so is just a, letting a little toot out. Oh, pardon. Ooh, oops. Versus <laughs> if my husband was just a little, feel it's, oh. it's not. It's a man fart. <laughs> I also think that maybe you should be recording each one of his farts, putting it together for an app. The husband fart app. Because it's critical. But those are certain boundaries, but I, I don't think I have as many of those. But there are boundaries in I want to be respected, so you're not going to speak to me and call me out of my name. That's basic, right? Wouldn't we consider that? I feel like it's become very common. To what? That you hear both males and females calling their partner out of their name. Well, talking crazy to That's how you build contempt in a relationship. Right, and I, that's a boundary. I'm not going to be disrespected. You were never going to put your hands on me. So, okay. A, another boundary in that our home comes mm -hmm. first. What does that mean? He comes from a big family. Families need help and support and things like that. Hmm. Our home comes first. And I think some people struggle with the fact that when you get married, your immediate family changes. Now your spouse is your immediate family. Okay. In my head. Once we got married, 
I became your immediate family and the family that we developed together, that's your immediate family. Mm -hmm. And the immediate family you thought you had now starts to shift out. Okay. And so that's the primary relationship. Right. Okay. We have to be good. Okay. And I, we cannot live at any detriment to you wanting to help or do things for other people. Mm -hmm. That's a boundary of mine. Cheating, obviously, boundary of mine. I'm not okay at all with any sort of polygamy. I can't be a sister wife. Mm -hmm. I have a side chick. None of that. Okay. Boundary. Yes. And appropriate boundaries within your friendships. I don't care if you have female friends. Simply because, again... My husband's been in the military. Yeah, yeah. Reserves. They have that camaraderie thing, whether it's male or female. Those are your fellow soldiers. And that's fine as long as everyone is respectful of boundaries. And I think that people don't have enough discussions about what appropriate boundaries and friendships are for their significant other. Yeah. They don't have those conversations. Because before you get a significant other, the conversations or the way you may talk to your friend of the opposite sex or the things that you think are cool sometimes have to change when you have a girlfriend, boyfriend, husband, wife. I agree. But you don't know that until y'all start having those conversations. Mm -hmm. So I think my boundaries are very basic. But it's, it sounds like your boundaries are really like cut and dry. Okay. How does that, is boundary and limit, does that kind of have, are they synonyms? Are they similar? Are they this? I don't necessarily like the word limit because I feel like it can be too... It was your word. You picked that word. You said setting limits in relationships. <laughs> I feel like... It was... It, originally, it was about setting limits and you were talking a little bit about the self-esteem piece. That was what it... That's originally how we got there. And I feel like... When I don't necessarily love the word setting limits versus setting boundaries because I feel like boundaries, that's that like politically correct way to say shit that I don't want you to do to me. Everybody's got boundaries, but that's their politically correct way of saying, girl, no. Okay, okay. okay. I don't know. What about you? What are your boundaries or limits or whatever? Oh, I, I have very porous boundaries in relationships. And that's something that I am working on because I think I tend to be, because I can tolerate a lot, I tend to be like, all right, that didn't bother me, but maybe it did. But instead of addressing the feeling, I'm more sitting with it and managing hard feelings. I think that my boundary is going to be increased. My, my boundary needs to be firmer. So that's where we differ. Because when something happens to me, I'm like on it. Like right now, yeah. I'm like, oh no, I didn't like that. And that's why it can feel like so much conflict. Because we're both, my husband and I are both like that. I'm a Taurus, he's a Scorpio. So it's okay. always, and no one's like easy going. Like, mm. I'll take that. I'll address that later. Nothing gets addressed later. It's happening now. It's happening right now. Okay. It's happening at the grocery store. It's happening in the car on the way to the grocery store. Okay. It's happening wherever it needs to happen. See, and I'm gonna. I'm sitting in it. I'm eating it. I'm quiet about it. Versus, not necessarily having a confrontation or a conflict about it, but more like exploring is time and space going to resolve the issue. But sometimes that's not going to happen. So then you do have to address it with a conversation. But by the time you address it, is there that resentment because I've let it gone on? Because what message Very am I sending point. to my partner Very when I point. just sit with it? And I don't respond. It's sending a message to your partner that their behavior is acceptable. So I think that, like I said, working on it, work in progress. Okay. But I definitely know that my boundaries can be very porous. Ooh. Yeah. 
Not something I'm like wearing as a badge of honor. Check this out. I'm more like it's something I'm working on and I definitely okay. need, it needs improvement. Yeah. See, for me, I just, I feel like I have to have my limitations because if I don't, I don't know. And that's a control thing for me. I know it. it's about me having that control or dictating something. And if I don't have my limits or boundaries and I just let you come in here and just be a whirlwind in my space, a world, I don't know how I'm going to be able to go ahead and find balance and make this right again. Okay. So you, and I, and I don't think it's immediate, but if you see something and foresee it being a pattern in their behavior, you're going to address it right away. Yes. And I think that I am not, it's not that I'm doing it wrong, but I'm waiting to see if it's a pattern. Because sometimes things are a one-off. Some I've decided it's a pattern. I've decided this is how you get down. And I don't like that. I think and that, if it's not, I'm letting you know I ain't like it. So you can, mental note, don't do it again. And I guess that there is also some benefit to even addressing the fact that you don't want that behavior to be repeated. I, so I'm not mad at it. I'm not mad at that. I guess it could take some identifying like, all right, I don't want this to become a pattern. So how do I want to let you know that this is how I need you to treat me? Okay. Hey, I love that. I love that. I'm going to take that with me. I am. I might have to talk to somebody to take somebody. To you know, I, I see some stuff. I see it. I don't want this to be, oh, there's so much power in those words. I don't want this to become a pattern. So I'm going to address it Absolutely. versus seeing if it is a pattern. Absolutely. Because while That's I'm good. seeing if it's That's going good. to be a pattern, I'm continuing to sit here and be used and abused or feel a type of way about your actions. And you don't even know I feel a type of way. I, is that fair? It's not fair. But it's not. And I like that you said use and abuse or you said feel like I am like just not liking their behavior. Yeah. They're treating you. Because what they're doing isn't necessarily abuse. No. And what they're doing, they're not necessarily using me. But what they're doing is not feeling good for me absolutely and if you don't even recognize that you're treating me away because i haven't said anything do i then have a right to be mad i think you have a right to your feelings you have a right to i have a right frustrated or mad or whatever you want to feel yeah can i direct that towards you in a way to say no. you're doing this and what makes me feel if you no. don't know no I agree with that that's that assuming that other people know how they're treating you i think it's more about me addressing what it is that i need and that's that's that is a huge pillar in work in the therapeutic work that i do is talking about assumptions and talking about needs we have to let our partners know our needs absolutely because even that conversation it'll be shining a light at some point maybe on some of the things that they don't even recognize that they're doing mm -hmm. that have even been the detriment of previous relationships because they this pattern has gone oh oh are you, talk, are you talking directly to me now no are you talking directly oh, that was direct address <laughs> but again do you know you do this good answer do you know you do this? Because if you don't know you do this, let me tell you something. Okay. Let me help you out because you... How about... How, okay, so part of this is I live for psychoeducation. How would I say that appropriately to my partner if I wanted to let them know that? I think it's the tone in the conversation. So, so no, say it. So we're modeling the behavior. Right. So it's me saying, hey, when you do X, Y, and Z, yes. I feel this way. Okay. okay, and I've noticed that it's something that 
has been a pattern just in our conversation in the way you've described previous relationships. You've described previous relationships. You described certain things that you don't like and you still continue to move this mm -hmm. way. And I don't know if anybody else has told you how they felt, but I'm going to just speak for me. Mm. I don't like this. Okay. And what I would need Hold is on. X, Y, and Z. Okay, I have to look at the time mark because I'm going to go back and rewind and write that down for myself. Because <laughs> that was good. That because was good. it's just a matter yeah. of, I don't know if you recognize this. I don't or think it's they, fear through life. They might not recognize that. Yeah. yeah. But then if you drop some knowledge on me and go, yeah, I know that. Then I will be like, oh, so you know you were asshole. Okay. Because then that changes yeah. the dynamic of the conversations. Because if I'm tr coming at you and I'm saying, I don't know if you know this, and I'm pointing this out, and you just like... Flat face. Like, no expression. Yeah. yeah. And I know I do that. Okay. But that's what I want. Then I have a decision to make. Thank you. You've okay. given me some information. Now, that was just an exchange of information. Now, we need to go to our separate corners and figure out what we want. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about needs. I think that people need to know what their needs are. And I think people need to listen. When someone tells you something, listen to them. That's a good point. Because I think sometimes we get into things because we're assuming it's going to change. We're assuming it's going to get better. Mm -hmm. Then when we rewind the tape mm -hmm. in our head, we'll realize, whoa, seven months ago, bro told me already that he wasn't about to do this. Okay. He said it. He so, was transparent. Are you talking to me again? No, I'm just saying. Okay, okay, okay. I'm just like to say. But I think that happens. Seven months ago, this was said. And I eased on by it thinking mm. maybe when we get back when mm. they get to know me it's gonna be okay sometimes we need to just really listen okay see the signs save both of us some trauma there that's fair i think it is yeah because I, I think more people are saying things than maybe we think but i also believe that people clarify that people who, i think people are starting to be more upfront more than we think but I think because of the time and space and when it's happening mm. and we're all in that infatuation stage, mm. you think that it's not going to be a big deal and they're going to want to change for me. Okay. It's not going to be a big deal because of how much they care about me. But certain people have certain firm boundaries that it does not matter who it is. This is how I feel for me. Okay. That's fair. Like example, if you meet a man or a woman who tells you that they do not want kids and they know that definitively at a certain age. Correct. I don't know that it's okay for you to get into a relationship. If you know in your heart of hearts that you want kids and this person is telling you, no, I don't want children, you need to sit with yourself and think, if we, if I don't have children, will I be okay? Yeah. Because if that answer is no, is it fair for you to then pull that person into this relationship and then later bring about this need that you know you have, that you've always had, and that person still is at that place? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. You have to know yourself. Absolutely. That's but a lot of people be doing that. People don't like to sit with themselves. It's challenging. It's very hard. Mm -hmm. And it takes a certain level of willingness to not be comfortable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because I think sometimes people will even say, you'll get into a relationship with somebody and he'll say, I've never been in a relationship where I've been faithful to a woman. Oh, I think I, men have been saying that. Mm. I've cheated on every woman I've been with. Mm. What does that say to you in that moment when you're sitting there in that Carabas? Yeah. You're sipping on your lemon drop and that man say that. Yeah. I've cheated on every woman I've been with. Is that a flag? It's absolutely a red flag. I, how would you address that red flag? If a man tells me I've cheated on every woman I've been with, I really, I'm in, now my therapist hat is going on. Okay. I'm no longer on a date. I want to know more. And I, and I think the same way. I think that I'm going to say, where's the but? But now tell me how you've 
worked on a drug and that's the issue. If that person said that, for me, that might be a yellow flag if they say, and then I recognize that was terrible behavior. I've been in therapy for it. I'm working on improving my relationships. I, that's not something I want to do in my future relationship. Okay. All those things, I can get a yellow flag. I'll give you a little yellow flag. Maybe. But if they say it and they're almost saying it in a way where they're... I've cheated on every woman I've been with and then I'm asking why. Because again, is it because she became less pleasing in the bedroom? Are you easily bored? Was it because Correct. things got too serious in your current relationship and it's a self-sabotage? Yeah. I want to know more. And if you say certain things, you don't need to be on a date with me. You need a session with your therapist. You need to do the work before you start dating again. And that's, so that's what I was saying. Doing the work is like really important. If you haven't done the work, red flag. Then it's a red flag. Please. It's a red flag if they haven't done the work. It, it's a check, please. And you can split this. I'll, I'll pay, pay for myself. I'll, I'll pay, pay for, for myself. Split this. So do you, would it, for you, would it be a yellow flag if they do say... I've been working on it and addressing, or does it stay red for you? Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna say yellow flag. I think for me, if you've been doing the work, it. I don't know if it's a yellow flag or if it's a red flag. I think it tells me to move with caution. Okay. And maybe even extend the period. I would want to even date you while I'm dating other people because okay. I'm not exclusive. I don't know that I would want to be exclusive with you right away. I would need you to show me something that. You really have done the work and that you're really looking for something else. Because that's the next question. So you've cheated on every woman that you've been with. What exactly are you looking for? Yeah, and then also on top of that, who said anything about quick exclusivity? Like that also is something to explore. Because we should just be dating. Yeah. To date. Yeah, yeah, especially that early on. Because a Caraba's date is usually like a first or second date. Yeah. So I don't, yeah. So I, it would be early on to be even thinking about exclusivity. A date is a first or second date for some people. Netflix and chill is not a date. It never. Netflix and chill is never a date. No, that's something you do with somebody who's already your man. Or you just like that kind of stuff and it's fun for you. Right, but it's not a date. It's not a date. That's your thing. That's your weekend thing. Or your yes, Thursday thing. Yes, yes. Maybe right. you linked up with somebody on Tinder and that's what y'all doing. Fine. Fun. As long as we all are aware that this is not a date. Correct. I should not leave that Netflix and chill thinking, that's going to be my man. I'm about to text him tomorrow. Girl, no. <laughs> I'm sure somebody is going to disagree. And so I will make sure you put that in the comments if you disagree. If you got a man after a Netflix and chill, let me know. Let us know. Because maybe. Know. I don't know. But Netflix and chill is not a date. <laughs> okay. 53? It's April. Okay, so 53. What was it? Some change? Yeah. So I'll let it ride. I would say 54. Okay. Oh, my gosh. So that's going to be eight different. So we have enough for probably two or three episodes. Really? Maybe more. Because I, I, I don't... No, they're going to they're gonna cut them. Oh, cool. Yeah, so they'll be... We probably haven't... Honestly, we probably have enough for a couple episodes. I think... So we stopped here. Setting limits and relationships. Mm -hmm. What you've been watching. Okay, let's talk... I, this is what I'm thinking. From what we talked about today, I thought this might be good. So every episode or every time we meet, we'll do what you watching. I like this segment we just added. Red flags. Red flag. Red flag. What red flag? Oh, let's, let's say what it's called. Do Give it a good catchy name. Is because again, I like that you said, Is this a red flag or a yellow flag? Or red, red flag or no? Because like, is it a red flag or no? All right, red, like, red flag. Okay, okay. Because or no, I've cheated on everyone I've been with. That's a red flag. Yeah. Red flag or no, I like that segment because that way we can talk about that kind yes. of stuff every week. Anything else that you thought was like, because I can tell this off. Anything else? Push me, give me a push. 